And ladies and gentlemen, we are finally back with a brand new episode here after two week hiatus. We weren't canceled yet, but we're still back live and in charge with my main money mouth and Teddy Lucy here on live on the mic. And you got your voice here, Chris Garcia, with the beard looking strong as ever, popping as fly as always. How are we doing today, fellas? We good, we good. No. Chilling. Weekend here. No. Can't go wrong with that. Always popping. Sports are semi back. Full swing. Nice and muggy. Always sweaty. We got the, the women's out. Ladies out there, sorry to be offended, but you already know there was one thing I missed, and that sundress weather season. Yeah. Now we talking, Chris. Oh, yeah. But it's not even just sundress season on right Like Honestly, like if you just look, especially for New York, girls right now, it's nothing but ass and titties out here Ooh. on the streets right now. Ladies, you know, we love ya. They do. Cause they, 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 they've been cooped up in the house they, for way too long. They're out here going bananas out here in the story and Ditmars like there's no tomorrow. I could only yeah. imagine. I could only imagine what it would be like if La Marina was still open. I was about to say, I was about to say you're talking about Stiami. Stiami. <laughs> <Stiami. laughs> what the hell is going on over there? I don't know, but you got these motherfuckers out here acting like they don't got some goddamn sense. The fucking Heights want to do a, a, what they did, a outside strip club? Yeah. A drive, it was a drive through strip club. A drive through Like, it, it's, uh, it's something, I can tell you that. You got Riviera up in Astoria going going crazy. You basically got the bottle service girls. You got the strippers who still still out of work, but still making that cash over on OnlyFans. Shout out to OnlyFans. I think I'm about to make my own hustle and put and put one up on there. I'm sure there's a market for some big love. I'm about to start promoting that. Once you start seeing that link, that link tab on my bio... Click the bio. <laughs> All I need is a good 300 followers, and I'm making 100K. Yo. Exclusive yeah, content. So, be warned, ladies, it's about to go down. You know, just set up a couple of accounts for a few female friends, you know. You already know. You already know. Ladies, if you guys are listening, you know, just slide into the DMs. Let us know if it's a good thing or not. Like I said, I'm be feeling like Rob Schneider. Ooh. Feeling like the Dutch. Chris Tranquilo Gigolo. Oh, yeah. Real job, out of shit. <laughs> but nah, it's so cool. Um, it's been, like you said, two-week hiatus. It's been a lot has gone down in the wrestling world. A lot, a lot. A lot of shockers, some good, some high, some lows. We got the uh, the unfit, you know, finally breaking out of the 90-day clause, making a new wave home, impacting the wrestling world as usual. It was like some underground railroad shit going on up there. It was. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come one, come all. <laughs> yeah. 
fucking impact. They take a half the roster. They are, and then honestly, I feel like all of the the people that jumped up, I felt like they were good fit. I actually, I actually liked them in Impact. The one I kind of didn't see happening, even though they kind of just put it out there, was having the Good Brothers. Um, yeah. I know they started running, you know, random packages because I know Big LG, Luke Gallows. I know he uh, was an Impact before. Before joining, you know, the club out of Japan, joining the boys. Um, but I think that I don't know how how that deal is actually going to go. Um, I know originally they wanted to, you know, make ways over to uh, Japan. I believe they also have a clause in their contract that they'll be able to make some appearances out for New Japan. Yeah, but I think with everything going on right now, not being able to travel, I think that was a huge huge problem. So I think they needed to settle home. Um, there was a lot of stuff. I know they went on their podcast. Uh, they talked about how, you know, before they even signed that that big extension, you know, Daddy Vince gave you know, Daddy Vince gave him, uh, you know, a big paycheck and he was just like, you know what? It's not our time. I told you know, that, I, know I, I correct, I, I predicted the Paul Heyman thing. It's crazy, but I don't. Yeah, that's apparently what they said, and that's what stuff that was rounding around. I don't know. I don't know that if, if that's even a Paul Heyman move because he was pretty big on the club. Like he wanted them to be more of a a focal point. Before, like um, Rose version of Undisputed Era, like that. yeah, like I know that, like he was responsible for trying to get you know AJ together, and you know, and then having the Good Brothers come in. I don't know to how truth that extends because they never really got um, confirmation. It was like, hey, this is what happened. Apparently, Paul Heyman was the one that pushed for their firing, and then that's why AJ decided to uh, go back to SmackDown. I don't really know. Well, they 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 slipped out that Vince threw he threw them through um Paul Heyman under the bus. That's what they (laughs) said. He said it was like, yo, yo, that was in my mood. That was your man Paul. Because apparently they were not involved in the original cuts, and somehow they said like, hey, um, Paul Heyman apparently didn't like him, and he pretty much put their name. On his breath, and he was like, "Yo, Vince, you gotta let these guys go. They're not good." I don't know how truth that is, even though he was advocating them to be placed as you know somewhat major players and be serious, mm-hmm. you know. And then they haven't been on TV in, in some time, but that's why I'm a little, a little skeptical. The only if you think about the comments, the reason Paul Heyman didn't want them still on the roster is supposedly he looked over their contract. And he thought they was making too much money. But who's, who's that? But even that, that's not his money. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Paul Heyman's not signing the check. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> that's ninety babies. Y'all love that reference. But <laughs> he pocket watching this. That's not his money. Money, money, money. 
that's what again that's why i'm saying that there may be some truth into that but i think the whole thing is bullshit i think there's there's a lot of miscommunication well something had to something happen, had to happen. Like speaking up on. absolutely something definitely had to happen for that to to be a thing so the way the way it looks is either he was hating or or Vince he pulled a slip one on him. Or so like some like a sentence or like a slur must have been said from somebody because somewhere in that performance that take like you said it was very weird like because they like you said they've been running with AJ it finally looked like he had him like running with them for like a good amount yeah of time now and just to finally vanish no more good brothers it's like like what. And then you also have to remember, when was Paul Heyman let go? Uh, Just before, like three weeks ago? No, it was legit. It was like right before Mania. Yeah, yeah that was right. It was right. It was, was it before Mania? It was right it was, before Mania. Right. Had, no, 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 no. It, no, no, no. It was before Extreme Rules. Like, it no, just happened. no, 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 no. Extreme Rules just happened. They let no. Paul Heyman go. They relieved him of his duties. No, but it happened as, after Mania, though. It, it, no, it, happened it, happened it happened before then because there was a couple of stuff that they had to change in certain terms of certain finishes that he got let go. Able to do so, he stepped in. Okay, when did they they did spring cleaning? What right after after Mania? After Mania, it yeah, was Bruce, it was right around eight. Was in on roll into at the Becky Lux. No. Yeah, that was the that was at the at the venue. Yeah, it was after, but you also got to remember, Paul Heyman was already relieved. Um, I believe was a week or two before Mania even happened. Yeah, I do remember reports coming out that Vince kept changing his whatever creative decisions he had going on. Exactly. So this is where the flaw of this entire story of like, oh, what Paul Heyman was an advocate for. Spring clean happened in April. Paul Heyman was let go in early March. So how did he have all that time to all of a sudden within that month span to have these guys being thrown out? Like, that's the stuff that it doesn't make any sense for me at all. That doesn't, but honestly, I feel like this is the fitting end to the Good Brothers in WWE because they were brought in just to keep AJ happy and away from the competition. Yeah, like, they were they were. And they had no plans for them. Like, they really squandered oh. three, four years. We, we talked about this before. They had no legit plan or use for the Good Brothers. So I'm actually kind of happy their way because they can do whatever they want now. So it's just good to get away from that. Because like we said, we, like we've been to talk about. You had AJ, the Good Brothers, and Finn Balor on the roster. And barring one or two segments, nothing... Nothing came out of it. No story, no intrigue. Yeah. Nothing. How you felt about um the Keith Slater um send off? Uh, I'm glad that he was able to finally get that at least that that you know his final appearance. You know, he got to wear his uh free agent shirt. Um I didn't like the squash job, obviously, but a lot of it was mostly dealing with like, okay, I want to have like that one good last hurrah with, you know, with Drew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, oh, it's, and it left open a door that something 
they could come back to post Roman. Exactly. And they even and it was even teased on Impact. They basically ran the same thing when he wasn't drafted to either brand and he was a free agent. Um him and Rhino, you know, reuniting um at Impact and then you have one of, you know, Impact executives pretty much be like, yo, who are you? Like we're not even supposed to speak. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, who are you? You know, uh, so like that was actually you know cool. They kind of re- you know replaying the exact same thing. You know, he's got kids. Cool. I like that, like continuity, like even throughout different companies. Yeah, like, I think that's dope. Uh, who are you? <laughs> and you had your man, um, EC3. Returning. Yeah, um, he's been he's been hyping this uh this new narrative for for a while. If you've been following. Uh, EC3 on you know on the gram, so he's been promoting this hard for the last. Uh, honestly, he's been promoting this for a few months, even before he got let go. Like he's been trying to work on this new gimmick. Yeah, I remember that. Like it was like very dark and like he yeah, like he was, and just be quiet. He was definitely trying something completely different. So this is more like a continuation. Things are starting to finally come into fruition for him. I'm kind of happy he's back at Impact. I know, like, a lot of people were saying that he should have went to AEW, but I felt like he would have got lost well, in the shuffle. I don't think he wasn't. I think just going going back to Impact was home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's the, it's the right fit. I think it's a, it's a complete tragedy that creative had nothing for him. You know, uh, yeah, it was more like he was, he was a, a really hot free agent. It was just like, we need to bring him back. Great. Um, they really, you know, they, they kept him down in NXT, you know, very limited. It was more like, okay, we want you to kind of be able to to just get some work, put your name out there again, reintroduce you. But reality, we already knew that the end goal was to him to go up to the main roster. You bring him up and do nothing. 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 Literally nothing. Blasphemous. Blasphemous. Man, I, I, you. I was gonna say I was on Reddit the other day. I didn't really notice until the guy pointed out. He said EC3 during his main roster run didn't cut not one single promo. No. Vaguely. I mean he, they had him like an actual promo he did and he was probably part of some type backstage of a skid, exactly, but an actual promo. Nothing. I couldn't. I couldn't remember. Yeah, he said that he was like he didn't cut like a ring promo at all during like whatever like two three months like nothing. No. Which is a crime. It was like if that's like why why bring him up? Like yeah. why why like you they legit they wasted two years of like what a year or two of his career. Yeah, like about two years because NXT was on there for like four months and then he called up and then like a year. And catering, so he about two years. Where did he? What was he? Uh, or uh, New Orleans? New Orleans, because he was in um, the ladder match. New Orleans, I remember. Yeah, the six man uh, ladder match. I think that was yeah, that was his um his debut, and that was about two years ago. Well, like I said, I, I'm grateful like the cuts because it seems like everybody that's leaving WWE. Um, even Rusev, he looks a little, he looks more happy. I'm pretty sure, like, with the Moxley shit, like, you come in every weekend to, like, a toxic environment. Like, that shit takes a toll on you, especially if you're not doing nothing and you're just showing up yeah. just to show up. 
And it also just came to the fact that they just they just had nothing for him. And I'm they had, and this, had I'm nothing for him. Because we've talked about this so many times on this podcast. It was like, if you're going to call up somebody from NXT on the main roster, there needs to be a plan presented. You just can't look down the list and say, give me that, that, that. Like, at least have something. Mm-hmm. That's been the problem with Shayna and um Bianca as of recently. It was like, like bringing up no plan. and you can see when you bring no up plan. um heavy hitters like that. You know um, that that was at the top of the food chain on NXT, and then you bring them to the main roster. Granted, they number, don't they don't got to no, be no, the champ right away, but you got to give them something. I was gonna say um because I I was just reading his interview um. Eric Young, and he was talking about how Sanity was 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 doing very good in NXT. They thought yes, they, they were. In. They got him to the main roster, and it just like like literally the fuck. They disintegrated them. They didn't bring up Nikki, Nikki. Cross, and I've seen the trend where it was just like we want to just bring these guys up and then just leave the girl behind. Same thing happened if you look at it with uh with Enzo, Cass, and Carmella. That's very true. It was more because, like, the way it's been, it was like, okay, we're gonna, we want to be able to focus and showcase them somewhere else. Like, okay, they're women, and I get it. You wanna, you wanna be able to like make sure like that's their gonna be their thing. But the fact that you take them out of that that staple that they're in, it's like, what are you doing? Like, you're you're kind of messing. You're 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 trying to break something that should not be broken. I mean, it worked out wonders for Camelo though. It did. I love to have seen the whole group together. No, 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 because Enzo, Enzo is still probably the best mic talker since Road Dog. I feel like Sans, like The Rock. Like, I feel like Enzo is literally like one of like somebody WWE was like, here, just have a mic and you can do whatever because it's like people will, will get over. But playing devil's advocate, I wonder how that run would have felt with Carmella because as wrestling, it is a male dominated. It's also cool to have see like a girl hanging out with like, with like a staple. It's, it's, it's like fresh, and it also has like another dynamic for both parties. Yeah, but they didn't they didn't need Carmella like that. Enzo was rocking the crowd. No, no, no. But that's the thing, though. Like, even if they didn't need Carmelo, Carmelo probably could have needed okay. them. But she she benefited without them. She became a champion. She won the Money in the Bank twice. She beat Charlotte. True, but like I'm saying, it, it could have been even bigger or better because like them being over could have like trickled down to her. Like, hey, she was still, matches. Hey, she was still with them. She probably be out the company. <laughs> be real about it. True, but no, I said I just think because no, I always that's why I still like Triple H. Early two thousands with Stephanie, like it's just something seeing um like a wrestler with a girl. It just it just brings like a, a certain dynamic to the two, like um QT Marshall and Penelope Ford, not Penelope, um Nightmare System, mm-hmm. and then Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. Like they have that going on where like they play off from each other and they like a package deal. Yeah, like um your man Cross now with with Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But no, I'm happy for Impact. Like I said, I'm I'm glad that everybody 
the Exodius that landed up there in Canada, I feel like it's a great home for them. And I feel like, because not, nothing's really going to be popping off with no crowds, but I feel like this is like a good a good get for them and probably some momentum going forward for Impact. Yeah, man. Impact never going to die. <laughs> the cockroach. <laughs> as many times as they've seen themselves literally to like the last few beats of their heart, they come back. You don't die. It was, like, you multiply. it was like Billy Corgan or something. It was like literally like one show like was like left and then they got miraculously saved. They really fucked Billy over, man. Cause he he was he was like a really true fan. He wanted to do so many great things. And yeah. they fucked him. He pumped in money into that. Like that was like I like there was a time where Impact was just trash when Hogan took over. Like he a lot of things just was just complete. Doo-doo. I remember because it, it, it came off as like WWE light. Yeah, it was it was bad, and it was w- just like no nonsense. WCW the dark days. <laughs> Not because I, I I remember there was like an angle when I'm like Kevin Nash and like Eric Young, like he turned on Eric Young, and then all of a sudden Eric Young like joined him in like two weeks or some shit like that. Like it. Say so what the fuck is this? Yeah, it was like one of those, and then the whole Jeff Hardy like that. Those years of TNA, people just don't talk about. Yeah, and it's 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 funny that you mentioned um Billy Chris because um you know he had a good thing going on with NWA um Power. Yeah, you know, they had their show on on YouTube. It was they had some good talent on there, but now I'm hearing reports that they shutting that down. So as you've seen on the last episode of Dynamite, you know there's a couple of people that from that for NWA that's going, you know, they free agents now and shit. Yeah, honestly, I, I think only three wrestling companies, excluding New Japan because they're they're international, they're not really here. But I, only three, I think only three United States companies are going to have wrestling: um, AEW, WWE, and Impact. I don't think anybody else is. Yeah, because um, there's been no no word yet on Ring of Honor. You know, um, so it's it's a little difficult. Yeah, and I'm glad you said the AEW. I think it's dope that they are giving independent wrestlers who may, like, with contract elsewhere, they are giving them a chance mm-hmm. to come on national TV and just do what they do and just, like, broadcast. And it's good on whoever they sign to allowing them to do it because I'm pretty sure it'll be a dick move to say, hey, AEW wants to use me. Can I go? And they'd be like, no. Like, no, go home, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, you know, you know but, Tony Khan called me up. He said I could wrestle Cody on on Dynamite national TV. No, you got a contract. Just stay home. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, out of the guys that have went to Impact, um, what do you see um the Good Brothers doing before before we jump ship? I mean. They're obviously going to become staples. I think, um, especially seeing how you know Motor City Machine Guns, like they came out of the blue, um, haven't been an impact in quite some time. They came back. They win the tag titles. Um, obviously, it's going to be only fitting that that's how it goes. You know. Yeah, that's good. Like I said, that's yeah. another thing too. Most people. Um... Even though they've also, 
Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. It's cool. No, I was saying um because most people like EC3, they thought um Gallows and Anderson should have jumped ship to AEW, but I just felt like it that wouldn't been like a good fit now. Mm-hmm. I think that's gonna got... be a, I think that's gonna be a transition. Like that's gonna like I don't know if y'all Diana Piazzo she went over to um Impact and she, yeah she's wrestling without a contract with them at the moment. So. She's talking about after she does that run, she's going to go to AEW, if, I guess, if they sign her. It's a whole lot of jumping ship. Yeah, and it's also interesting. They've, they've kind of, you know, the Good Brothers aligned themselves with uh, Eddie Edwards, who's been, you know, he's been riding high. You know, um, so it's definitely interesting. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of good stuff. I'm kind of a little eager to to watch, you know, Impact now. I know EC3 is going to come back. He's going to challenge moves for that title. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the women's division is starting to get a little interesting. Yeah, like Impact got, got a good hole from what was out there, and I feel like this is going to set their company up for some, maybe some good things down the line. Yeah, every time they have Slammiversary, they always hit you with a little surprise and shit. Yeah, but we already, like, we all knew, because, like, every guy, everybody was already doing their own countdowns, like, July 18. Yeah. July 18. <laughs> but, so, uh, but the only omission is Zack Ryder. Like, people thought he would have showed up with Kurt, so we don't know where he's going. That is true. For him, I would, I would love to see him in AEW, just because, like I said, I felt like he he's... AEW for me is a chance for somebody that's been scorned by like WWE to like really stick it. stuff. Yeah. And he's like the main one. Like I don't think anybody's been fucked over by WWE mightily more than like Bret Hart is than Zack Ryder. <sighs> <laughs> Because, like, Zack Ryder, he's basically been, um, he's been the company guy. Like, he's legit, like, one of the OGs that's been in the company for quite some time. Early ECW days. Yeah. FCW, Edgehead. So, like I said, he's been around. And I think, too, with him, it's the growing up as a big wrestling fan, and you knew, like, WWE was the place to go. So, like, being there was, like, Fulfilling in his own sense for somebody like that, yeah. But like, but like I said, they he because the main thing for me, like I said, is like this man was hot, and that's the one thing like we always say with WWE, like I don't care what the fuck your plans are. If people say, if people are telling you like this is what they want and this is somebody they really like, and you can possibly make some money off it, find some way to interject that person and. And to like make that person into something, yeah, because that's basically free money people are handing you. It don't work out that way. Like man, got, he made, like and was like, he changed the game. Nigga started his own YouTube shit. Got over. He was fucking He's... kid over the rock. I still never forget when he was. Um, he did a whole skit. Of him trying to climb a fence, and they was like, "What are you, hey Zach? What are you doing?" It's like trying to get over. 
<laughs> you know, so it's just um, he was he was honestly like the pioneer of using social media to really boost your, you know, you know, just just your just yourself, your character. Mm-hmm. Huge. And um, I think he should definitely get that type of recognition. Yeah, he had, like, the only... Like, and other things that was, like, so jarring, it was, like, he came up with the internet championship at a time when WWE was throwing tout at our face, like, every five seconds. Oh. <laughs> Fucking tout. <laughs> Fucking tout. <laughs> tout. I haven't heard of that in minutes. Because it brings up PTSD from Cole screaming at you. Like, bruh. Every two seconds. Oh, shit. Edwin Diaz gets a save. We might be in 2020 for real. Like, he living on some whole different planets. <laughs> but no, um, um, good for Impact, but we got crazy events with um, AEW and NXT, like, back-to-back semi-pay-per-views. Um, and I thought it was good it, shows from both. It was. Fire Festival was great. Uh, uh, great American Bash was great. And a Great American Bash was like really, like, because you can see, this is like when I was talking to my friend, you can also see when like NXT is like, I call it like, um, what's that shit? Um, what, like a like a snake when like like when they molt their skin. Mm-hmm. This you can always see when NXT is like going through like a a new wave and then to like a new era. Like you can always tell like that little transition period before like that shit kicks off. Mm-hmm. So I thought Great American Bash was like a great way to like highlight that and they show like all the upcoming talent. Like I'm a big fan of Dexter Loomis. Like I feel like oh, oh he's been great. Yeah, him and Roddy had a great program. <laughs> Fucking, you had Kyle, you had Kyle playing the therapist and shit. <laughs> <laughs> then you had a disguise on. <laughs> I didn't know that was you, Kyle. Yeah, it was me, bro. And the undisputed era has no gold. <laughs> yeah, man. They've been the prophecy gold. is over. <laughs> they had a great For- run though. It, it was. I felt like their run was was handled with like great respect because it was, they had all the gold, they lost it, and then they got it again. It was very interchangeable, and it never got boring. And I can give Triple H credit for that. Then they still gonna be popping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't worry. When they come up, they gonna they gonna get the prophecy again. Yeah, I do think I, I think it's time for them to come up. But like I said, please have a plan. Because I think if I think if they go to the main roster and they crumble and then whoever calls the shots up there says who the fuck are these motherfuckers and they just look like geeks by week four, I think there's gonna be a problem. It, it just yeah. doesn't it doesn't make sense for them to kind of go up at this time. It, it, yeah, there's like it, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, so what you want? You want them just be on screen right now? No, like. They can, they can, they can, there's nothing with them having not being on screen. Like, they can still go. It doesn't make any sense for them to go up anywhere. True. Kinda That's like what I'm saying. Like, 
kind of like in a circle in a sense, like that upper mid card faction. Yeah, like they don't like. I, I'm kind of. It's great when they find when they do come up, but to be honest, I think we passed the stigma now that you don't have to get these guys up to the main roster anymore. To for them to finally make it, I think. Um, What's been great, and I think maybe that it is because due to, like, you know, everybody just making their shows out from Orlando, whether it's the PC or or, or Full Sail, I think that everybody's pretty much being almost interjected. Okay. I see you know, more, so, more of them come, going to Raw SmackDown because they already accomplished everything they needed to in NXT. I was gonna say it's kind of like keeping them fresh, not not really call like not not a call up anymore, but more of like a rotation. Just yeah, just it's like things up. it's like they dominate NXT, let them dominate Raw or SmackDown. Let them get some new new partners to tangle up with, new matchups. Same thing with like some guys that's still down there, like um, Ciampa, Gargano. Some of these guys that's been there, they long in the tooth already. I think Gargano has like a second life now in NXT. Yeah, I think he's about to get a lot did, of guys like, over. And that's and that's what I'm saying. Like they don't I, I I'm kinda okay and over with the stick for that. If you didn't make it out of NXT, you you know, you just you just haven't made it yet. Mm-hmm. You know, um and especially I think um from Survivor series when the takeover was really happening, I think that really put them on the map. And I believe where the company is going, I think Triple H is kind of more like, okay, we're going to establish ourselves as a third brand as opposed to we're developmental, even though technically that's what they are. You know, I think that's where where it should be. And I think um, when they finally do go back to touring again, you know, to live shows, it's like, okay, we can we can handle our own shit. No, no, they're they're officially a third brand. Like no more de- um, developmental like that. That's long gone. Yeah, yeah, that's over. I think um when they when they whenever they get uh, evolved in the umbrella, I think that's going to be the the, the new de- developmental. I'm looking very forward to that. Yeah, because like right now NXT is nothing but nothing, nothing around developmental anymore. Yeah. Um speaking of the changing the guards, the Keith Lee match with Cole. I liked it. I thought it was dope. Um I was gonna talk about it later. I just don't like the way he he relinquished it this past Wednesday. I have I still have no idea what the hell that was all about. I think it came off very cheap. Like I I feel like there's a million ways better to get a title off of a double champion than him finally winning it and then winning both of them. And he's seen, and the thing about his is bask in my glory. This nigga is the, he's carrying both of their champion. Like, and he's just going to give it up. Did they ever mention like why? Like I haven't heard anything. Storyline reason. He said, cause he wants to give um more superstars a chance. Bruh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it would like that is so cheap and like such a cop out, especially when you and this is like when you could tell like the um they're booking for ratings because you, you go on about having 
a two week build to a winner takes all, then that double champion only gets two weeks with it. I there, that must have been some like last minute, like like I I wouldn't even know that it had legit would had to be like a last minute audible, had to, because for them all of a sudden to put that out there and just like well. He can't wrestle for whatever reason. Well, he has to drop the titles. It's like, what? It's like very cheap. And then, like, William Regal is the main one. was like, oh, yeah, we, you guys have been talking. Well, well, put your money where your mouth is. We're going to have a double champion. And then you're just going to, like, like I said, two weeks later, just say, all right, fuck it. And then we go back to square one. Like, that, 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 that really seems like such a cop-out to me. And, like, not good for his character. Like, I would love... Had to have seen Keith Lee as a fighting double champ. Yeah, I think some there's something definitely obviously that they haven't told us. I don't know where they're going with this, but it's trash. Uh, I ain't mind it. I thought the the reason him winning double champ was just to fulfill the prophecy of being Adam Cole taking to have both champions. Like that mm-hmm. was the, okay. that was the goal for him. It was not to like carry on both champs. It was just to have double win double champs that night. Nope. And he gets one defense. But no, like I said, but there's like a million and trillion better ways to get that title off of him, like creatively better. I agree. Yeah. But I think that's what like, they're like going NXT... up with, just for him to be Adam Cole and to be double champ that night. I was saying, because NXT 30 is coming up. You could have had Keith Lee pulling double duty and then cross cost him the North American Championship in that in that title defense early in the night. And it also defeats the shit. purpose of Cole and Cross. You know, like, they've been playing that up, so it, a lot of the stuff just doesn't make sense right now. I think something happened. Who knows? Maybe he, he got COVID. I don't know, like... He said Keith. No, he's wrestling. I don't know. Nah, he, was, he, was, he was in the arena. But it just doesn't. It, something. Something doesn't. The only thing I could see is <laughs> that after the cross um rivalry, he he goes to Raw SmackDown. Yeah, I just so yeah, nah, like. No, but this reminded me of. Um, Seth Rollins versus The Fiend and Hell, Hell in a Cell. Like, they, like them booking themselves in a corner and just finding just the some type of way to get out of it. Mm. Well, I don't think they booked themselves in a the corner. They probably just made a wrong decision because, like you said, they could have did the whole cross thing where he sets the... Um, he causes him the title and stuff yeah. like that. They just went, mm. with, the, the, they just went like, with the easy route. And then the fun thing about it, like, during this whole, like, pro-black, you finally get a uh, a black double champion, and then two weeks later, like, all right, I don't want to be double champion no more. And I was like, oh, Black Lives Matter was two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's talking about it anymore. Like, 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 like that is, like, very tone deaf. It's, it's whatever. Like, I'm, I'm happy for Keith Lee, even though he, he might eventually lose to Cross. No, I just think the whole thing is they didn't even have to do cross like and and Keith Lee. I think yeah, I think I was, I was I was I was like I was fine. Yeah, it would have been definitely rushed, but I'm 
they already started building that storyline with Adam Cole. And, you know, Carl, they did. and all of a sudden, it's just like everything got, you know, there's huge question marks. No, you're very right, because that, that was that was the storyline. It was Cross and Cole. So either Triple H, um, I don't know if they're, like, saving Cole being fed to Cross for, like, a later date. Yeah. Or they just felt like now wasn't, like, the best time for Cross to beat Cole. And I could kind of see that, because I'm pretty sure after this takeover, if we don't get it, I think we're probably going to get a triple threat between those three. Mm-hmm. At the next one, if not this one, so cold, cold gone, cold Jesus, gone, cold gone. Cold <laughs> gone. <laughs> but, but um, I do. Go, go ahead. I do want to talk about. I, I, and I, and I know Malcolm is gonna be all about it. I know he's gonna be all about it. Let Let's talk about the hurt business. <laughs> let's 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 talk about. Let's talk about MVP. Let's talk about Bobby Lash. Let's talk about and, and I just seen a little. Man. I seen a little um, rumor that came out earlier about it too. I don't know if you see, oh because you didn't see Raw. That's why. So your man Ron Simmons is on Raw. Damn. So you know what they were teasing Word? out there, right? Oof. The nation is back. Then they need to get them. They need to get political cruise. Ooh. And I heard that Mark Henry was supposed to be in the building too on Monday. Mm. It's time, time to put that kufi on, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> now I like it. Like I said, like Lashley during his impact run, I, I liked I like them in the faction. So if they can bring some of that over. Because I feel like it allows, like, Lashley to be a little goofy, like, show a little charisma, like, and it helps him in a sense. Yeah, I think, um, and then MVP just signed a long-term deal. He, he's, he's been on fire since he came back. Um, That's how MVP. It's been good. They dropped Lana, which was much necessary. Um, That thing was, it just didn't make any sense really anymore. Yeah, uh, especially without the fans. Yeah, it's just kind of like, no need. It ran its course. Even though I feel like they kind of somehow forgetting about the whole MVP trying to recruit, you know, Apollo Crews. Mm. Um, right. I, I, I don't I don't know. I ain't in that man's mind. I don't know. Nah, he, 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 wrote, he confirmed he has the Rona. Uh, oh, shit. That's I did why not MVP... That's why MVP got the belt. I, but I thought he can't lose. Oh. I thought you he just couldn't lose. And that happened? They were like, Paul Heyman, you dumb fuck. You put the title on somebody with the Rona. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably chewed him out. Damn. This is recent. This is not Paul Heyman's fault. Yeah, yeah, this is way past four. <laughs> no, no, it's just so funny. It's just like if he, like, you say he confirms he had the Ronin, it just so happens that Paul Hamill was like, yeah, you got to push this guy, give him the title. Oh, yeah, yeah I didn't. I didn't <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't hear anything about this. Yeah, that's why he didn't make an appearance this week. Mm. Damn. But, um, 
you know, one thing I do want I want to talk about, and I feel like has been like a, a breath of fresh air and kind of like a throwback in a sense, is the um is the feud right now between Chris Jericho and Orange Cassidy. Oh, like I can't get enough of that shit. Like this shit is literally the wrestling and like stuff in wrestling that I grew up and why I'm such a fan of it of today. It's so good. It's good shit. Like Jericho doing a lot of feuding. Yeah, I yeah, think doing <laughs> feuding with 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 WWE and AEW at the same time. Like half of the roster on both shows. Fucking Sasha and Bill got him in his feelings. You stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I would say, yo, the shit that, that drives me crazy and like this Orange Cassidy and Jericho build is the way he like screams his name. Like, I don't know why I find that shit so funny. Like, Cassidy! Cassidy! Like, I don't... And I guess because it's like, because his character is such a loop. Yeah. Like, why are you screaming at him like that? Like, a mad... Like, Cassidy! Like, that shit. But that's Man, how you got... just go to show how good Jericho is. Because, like, shit like that, only he can really, like, bring out and just, like, make shit stick. Yeah, you got the nonchalant, quiet guy. Over uh, eager. I also, I also want to give a quick shout out to my boy from PMP. Santana has been doing the most of selling. He's been selling the shit like fucking crazy. Remember when they dropped the uh, basically the orange juice, and my man was legit, almost looked like he was drowning. Yep. Still got two? I'm still here. No, I think we I think we lost terms. We lost a good soldier today. I mean he's still on. I don't know. I don't know if he stepped off real quick. <laughs> but... Well yeah, like you were saying, um with um with Santana. Santana's been doing the most selling throughout this entire um, AEW run. It's 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 just fucking hilarious. Yeah, they got a lot of big money with the um, Orange Cast. Like I felt since the beginning when they first started um Dynamite, I thought one of the biggest things that they did wrong was like Orange Cassidy. So many people that don't even watch wrestling that was looking at his segments online was like, yeah. who's this guy? And then everybody was intrigued, like to tune in. And then they had him like on AEW Dark and stuff like that. It was like, yo, this guy's money right here. You got to get him on the roster immediately. Like he was getting, he was getting over without intentionally getting over. Yeah, you know how many people that I know that don't watch wrestling yep. that knew who Orange Cassidy was. It was like, yo, this guy here. Yo, you know me like, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know the dude. He was like, be like, yo, my like, man is yeah, so now you got somebody like Jericho who, you know, everybody knows for, like, years. With him, that's a lot of money right there. Like, I, I <laughs> we all know how Jim Cornette feels about Orange Cassidy. He was like, this isn't fucking wrestling. 
So it it's hilarious. Yeah, fucking Cornette's gonna blow a gasket. <laughs> I think, but I, I, that fucking... I mean, I haven't heard his podcast in a while, but he'd usually be the first one to start flaming motherfuckers right now. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure when that he hates those gimmicks. I'm I'm pretty sure when like that, if you heats up more between him and Jericho, he's gonna go well. And it's they don't even have to put the title on on him. I think it'll be more enough to like, hey, we gotta be able to build him. Yeah. And that's basically what it's all gonna come down to. Yeah, for sure. Cause like and then I think he showed with the match with Jericho how much he wasn't he's not a gimmick. Like he can really go. Yeah. So it's like this is past this is like the gimmick is like sort of like the how would I call it? Um, Trojan horse to get mm-hmm. to tune in, and then you're like, "Oh, this dude could really go!" Like, absolutely. And he's like, he's a um, I know like people know him over in the Indies, but like this is his first big promotion at AEW, so it's like he's very fresh for a lot of viewers and stuff, especially new yeah. viewers. So that's somebody right there. That's like a definitely a a key guy for the future for the company and stuff like that. And he's, not, he's, he's a one-on-one. You don't got, got, you don't got somebody like him in WWE or impact. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I just, I just see some like really good shit going on for him. I don't know when Mr. Ted Lucy, but it was definitely something that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. I'm look I'm I'm definitely trying to embrace this change, but I'm looking for for Biggie to finally have that singles push. Yeah, I could tell like that's been like a real um elephant in the without without breaking the new day. First and foremost. Because I believe that if they somehow you, you you know how WWE is, they love to break factions, you know. And I think that if they were to kind of go that route where they end up breaking them up, I think everybody kind of goes in no man's land. Yeah, I I think uh, it, it, I think they probably. It's unfortunately that um Xavier Woods is out. Yeah. Cause I think they would do like all right, they'll set up like all right, at least Kofi has Xavier to still continue the tag team. Yeah. Like sort of what they did last year with Kofi where he went on his singles run. Yeah. But I I would definitely love to see Biggie get like a legit title run like Kofi. More than deserve. I think he has he has great star power. Definitely. He has the right like, personality. Like, th- like I don't think there are very few people that can match his charisma. And it's just so natural. You know, yeah. so I'm 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 definitely all about it. I think it's something that I would love to see happen in the future. I mean in the near honest, future. He could, he could he could sell more tickets out the gate than Braun Strowman right now. I mean, why not? 
like people already know him, you know, from the new day, you know, obviously they top sellers, like so it's like it's not gonna be too much of a transition. No, it wouldn't. We already know he's a great w- worker, so it's not like oh, this is a surprise. They like surprise, motherfucker. Like just let him get a run. Let him get a run in. Let him get his legs. And I'll his ticks. Because I'll tell you what, that Braun Strowman run. Whew. We need Roman back. There it's like there really hasn't I think personally, um the title itself doesn't make any sense to be in play between what they're trying to do with Bray. Yeah, exactly. And I think and I think that's where it's honestly coming down to. Um it's like we got two guys that don't need the title to have a feud. Exactly. But it's kind of like they're building up for it to be an actual title run now. Like okay, the fiend is gonna come back now. So now the fiend is gonna come back and claim what is also his, claim a new victim, claim a new soul. Yeah. So that's, so that's where we are at. Yeah, it's 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 gonna. Cause I know, um, I believe Bree and the Cole's about to give birth, so I know Daniel's gonna be gone for a while. For some Strowman and uh, um, the fiend. Right. Mm-hmm. How you feel about that so far, Terrence? With the what's going on with that? Um, it's it's cool and all. I just think this is this is like um we, we talked about last episode where like fans can enhance something, and I think this this is missing fans. Like this story in particular is just missing that fan interaction. The most, like, it's a good story, but I feel like if um the fan interaction and the fan response just will, will make this like more better. But I, I like it. Like, I feel like it's cool. Memory down memory lane, because we all know like it, it was setting up for the fiend to take over at SummerSlam. That this is what this has been all about. Yeah, Chris made a good point of this. This um feud doesn't really need the title at hand. They don't. So here's my question. Are you buying or are you selling this whole feud? Right now, I'm selling just because there, there is like no juice in it. But I can't really say it's that. It's just like no juice literally like in like 90% of the company right now. Mm-hmm. So it's not just them. But right now, I'll sell this feud. Yeah, I'll sell it because on um, what on you said, Terrence, something about the crowd, like this definitely the nostalgia of it, of bringing something back with them too. And the continuity have... with it, like the 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 like the Easter eggs, just like knowing these two have history, like it, it would have been much, it would been played out much better if fans were able to react. Yeah, like it's not this. the worst thing, but it's it would have been way better. And then I feel like the type, like Chris said, the titles sort of in the way of this feud. Absolutely. Like it does. It, there's no need for it. Um. So it's kind of a little bit on the hiatus part of it. But, I mean, there really isn't anything really going on. There really isn't. You know. True. 
and then but also to not not to give them excuse but this wasn't the plan and then also topped off with the whole corona so right now they're basically just booking on a whim I still feel like Smackdown should like like they should do like if you look at Smackdown and Raw it's like night and day (laughs) it's like Smackdown doesn't even I can't even tune in sometimes. Besides, like, Bailey and Sasha, if they up to something, doing something crazy, it's, like, really dead. Like, I know they got the um, AJ Styles, and, like, they trying to get something going with him and um, Flat know, Earther. Matt, Matt Riddle. But it's, like, it's sort of like an empty show. They're not, like, some of the feuds are just not connecting. At least on road, they're trying to make some attempts, even if it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I'll just say it's... <laughs> I'll say it's like right. It's basically the flagship curse. Those years, like if mm-hmm. if the program that that is deemed the flagship and like this is the most important show, it becomes a mess because there's too many pots and there's too many um, chefs in the kitchen. Vince mm-hmm. tries to put on a perfect show every week, which can't be done, which leads to like nonsense and like what the fuck is this? So I just call it the flagship curse. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the pro the, the cons when um they took Paul Heyman off creative and raw because like Bruce started to do some intriguing things like at the mania with SmackDown and then now he gotta handle both of these shows. Yep. And then that, that's that's only gonna wear him down because you can't especially in this environment where there's no crowd again. So trying to book Two shows, what five hours of national TV wrestling for two different shows or two rosters? Yeah, good luck to Bruce. Yep. Yeah, there's been talks. They thinking since the ratings been down, that they might go away with the um, the brands. Definitely. Um, and then do what? Another brand extension? Yeah, that, that's the outcome. That that's the way. That's the cynical. Another draft. That is the way to double Vince. Brand split. Bring them together. Like, bruh. <laughs> yeah. It's rinse and repeat. Because you know the thing is, they already know. Like, um, a lot of people going to get hyped for a draft. Like, whenever that comes down. No, no, they go like they, they, they talking about going away from the draft in total. Like, since they all in the same building for the foreseeable future, uh, I, I guess because we don't even know when fans are coming back, so I can see it. So hold on, let me get this straight. Are you saying what I think you're saying? Yeah, like Brantley. No, 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 no. Like, are we talking about another? Wild car rule? No, no, no. They both not even a wild be, car rule. Just, it's just gonna just be one SmackDown, just, just filled just, with superstars. Yeah, just superstars. I wouldn't mind that though. I feel like because they have they have the the um, like we was just saying, if Bruce um has to book two shows, I feel like that will be better for him. If mm-hmm. He knows. Everybody's on the roster, and I just have to fill out five hours with who I got. I, I feel like that. That I think that's the best option for WWE right now because the two brands, it's not working. And like somebody, um, I forgot. I think some. It's a YouTube. He was like when um Survivor Series rolls around, he can't. He wants to hear them say, 
You know, Raw and SmackDown, this is like the only time you can see it, like some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like, I dare them to utter those words. But I can see it. There's a lot of double champions running around. Like, um, but if that happens, would it just be one belt? No, and see that's and that's gonna be the other problem. Because they need they need two belts. That's that like that they need. But you're but then you know what's gonna end up happening is that they'll make an undisputed championship. Here we mm-hmm. go. You will pretty much have a champions versus champion. Winner take all. Winner take all. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like another Vince buzzword. He just loves that shit. And it's basically like gone to shit. You know, so that thing that's basically what what would probably happen. We already having problems with um people don't well we get to it later on extreme rules. What happened with that fuckery? The hard yeah, for real. And that one actually it was a good show, but just that one match that was great and then they messed up the title. Who? <clears throat> with the um Sasha and Oscar match. Oh. Ah, I kind of liked the finish because I knew it was going to stick, but it, it yeah. kind of brought back like the anarchy in a sense. Yeah, I was. I, it was bullshit. It was a bullshit finish, but I was okay with it though because it kind of just kept it like, did this really just happen? Do we really have Sasha two belts and, ba- and Bailey two belts? Well, it was like, and then the whole notion of just Bailey just throwing on the referee shirt and then counting three. Yeah. I was entertained by that. Like I said, it was like very, and especially because there was no more show after that. So it was like a, like, what the fuck is going to happen? Like, this can't, like, what is going on? Even though Sasha's technically not the champ. <laughs> Fucking guy, Stephanie, Pro- oh, because y'all didn't even see Rose. Stephanie showed up on the monitor and mm-hmm. was declaring basically that um, Sasha's not really the official champ. Is she still carrying around the yeah. belt? She's yeah. still carrying the belt, but Oscar's the champ still. I like that though. Yeah, they basically have four belts between the two. Yeah, a real two woman power trip. I like how she got um, barely two belts, two like those, etched those out straps. basically on her head. <laughs> those <laughs> straps. I like that. Like I said, because I, I, um, I that's always been kind of like one of my like like guilty pleasure feuds, or like uh, a challenger will like steal the championship and just like parade it around. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm down with this. How you felt about the um the rest of the card? I thought it was thought it was a cool show. Um, I thought Z- Dolph Ziggler lost in like the most Dolph Ziggler way. Yeah. <laughs> Which I that's really the most Dolph Ziggler way to lose. I have extreme rules, you don't, but I still lose. Why what was his strategy use, there? To use all the weapons, but Drew couldn't. Was, but why he just say that Drew can't use the Claymore kick? Yeah, that'd have been dope. It was a bold one. Because that, that was like um Seth Rollins and Randy Orton a few years back, where um I think Randy couldn't use the RKO or some shit like that. Think Damn like yeah. I think okay, it was like the could've... like backlash or something like that where he couldn't use the RKO. So yeah, that would have been a dope um match. But then he was just lost by somewhere else. He got hit with like the Claymore thigh or some shit like that. I'm just saying he could have had a better strategy. 
But um, I thought the card was dope. Um, I thought Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio. <laughs> See, and, and you know what it is when we talked about um, with the greatest wrestling match ever, WWE's really embracing that carny side. Yeah, it's getting real carny over there. You ha- you kind of have to like you need to change it up. You need to it needs to be a little giddy, corny, or something like that, just to kind of give it a little extra. Oh, well, you know what? I'm kind of invested in this now because even it can be hokey, but you kind of need to like you need to add a little extra, you know, element that isn't there to bring potential viewers in, like to draw people now yeah. with this. Now we now we taking out eyes. Yeah, it got it got a lot of coverage like outside of wrestling this year. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, it's very carny. Like wrestling was is, was built for the carnival, and those roots still remain. I think that shit wound up on like TMZ and shit. An eye for an eye. If that shit wasn't yeah, happening in Illinois somewhere, shit, fucking Milton wasn't too intrigued by it because he knew it was gonna be some fuck shit. Unless somebody was really gonna get their eye ripped out, he already knew what it was. Yeah, that was... <laughs> well, not not enough flips for him. No. I'm trying to think, what else is on the Extreme Rules card that I like? Let me look at it. But I am definitely I'm definitely buying uh, Ray Ray and uh, the Messiah. Mm. I think that's been a great field. It's been, it's been really entertaining. It's been really good. Um, I like them, you know, how they've been adding Dominic into it. Um, you know, AOP still MIA. <laughs> you know, non-existent. <laughs> Yo, they've been like, I think that's been like their whole main roster, or not main roster, non-NXT r- roster like story. Like they've been they, here, but then they've they, been going away. Then they, they keep back. getting hurt. They keep getting hurt, and then they go away. You know what it was? Because they they um they lost um homeboy, the manager. This is the karma for treating him, throwing him to the side. Paul Ellenberg. Yep. He didn't want to go on the road with them. He probably was giving them like yoga and shit. You seen? They didn't get hurt like this I don't Paul know. I don't know what happened, but I know they just they got brought up and it was like, okay, I'm done. I'm like, what? I think they didn't want managers. I don't. I don't know what the fuck it'll happen, but. Cause they try to do the WWE spin, saying he wouldn't want to do like a like a travel, and he came out kind of like I would have traveled, like like I don't know, like what type and of then got that was. They put in Drake Maverick as a as a manager. It was like, well, this is dumb. Yeah, that was dumb. It was stupid. <laughs> At least they gave us one of the best moments on Raw when they were speaking in Arabic and shit. Yeah, <laughs> that shit was weird. I think the thing with Drake Maverick was they were going to try to use their size as, like, the ultimate X factor for the 205 Live division. Like, some 205 Live people trying to take down AOP. Mm -hmm. But it just never, like, materialized. Which is the way the world in WWE. Yep. Never materialized, fuck nothing, or... Incompetence. Then, now, and forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they need to put before that then, now, forever. Like, grow incompetence, fuck nothing, and we don't know what we're doing. 
Speaking of um title reigns, how y'all feel about um the boy Drew McIntyre? I I love it. I just feel so bad that there's no fans. Yeah, I feel like he's having an underrated title reign. He ha- he put on a few bangers, and I feel like it would have been like. I feel like this is a title ring people have been clamoring for so long, and it seems like when we finally get it, nobody can be around to enjoy it. But there's also the the talks of removing the the title from Mr. Drew. And um, go ahead. So this may or may not be true. I don't know, but I heard it from the grapevines. That apparently there's a feud coming up where it'll include Mr. Drew Galloway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, breaking the fourth wall. Mr. Drew Galloway <laughs> versus a Mr. Randy Orton. Black at Lives Somerset. Matter Orton. Black Lives Matter Orton. And that he would apparently be going over somehow so that they can set up the feud between Edge and Orton for the title. No, that doesn't need the title. Think, I think it's stupid that that is a route that they are wanting to take. First and foremost. And what is Edge coming back? That, my friend, I do not know. You're asking wild questions. You're asking <laughs> wild questions. Yeah, like that's because you mentioned it. Like I'm like, do they expect Edge to come out back at the SummerSlam or some shit? Um. I don't know. I feel like um, that would be such a boneheaded move just because I feel like right now... I'm not the only person who have said this. Um, I said the exact same thing. I think it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, whatsoever. Um, I don't know how true it is. I don't. I hope that it doesn't happen. I, I kind of want to keep that completely separated. Um... Drew still needs his his title run to last a little longer. Um, but who's gonna be the next challenge? Honestly, I'm going to Ziggler. Um, like I'm just not I think he's just does he's just a mid carder. He's nice to yeah, I think he's nice to kind of really just put in there once in a while in a in a mean event spot, but well, he's not. He's not a main eventer. Yeah, every year he finesses his way into a title match. He's like, yeah, he's just like you put him in there. It's like, okay, cool. This is you know, the company says is, is you know we 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 appreciate you, so we won't, we won't put you in the spot for now. He had his cool. and then we'll put you, and that's it. For what it is. But no, this this pandemic is also because as you guys know, I'm a big I'm a big lover of the Wolf of Wall Street. Like one of the terms, like the lines in there is like the chickens coming home to roost. And yeah. this is and this is what WWE gets. For so long, you have neglected building people up, mm-hmm. making new stars for so mm-hmm. long. And now and when you desperately need some star talent, there's no interest because you've made everybody on the roster except for two or three people look like other fools and nobody cares. And this, again, this goes down to what Payment was trying to do. You know, um, this was a huge, huge, huge problem. Um, ratings were suffering. That's why Vince came in and stepped in and was like, you're not doing what you need to do. And he's like, hey, um, you have to give me at least six months to be able to set, you know, something. Bro, you know, we had 
Cedric Alexander, and then we had Ricochet as a tag team. Like, these are little things that he was trying to build up. He was trying to build up loss. Like, all these little things is, like, he needed to make stars. Or basically, like, hey, we have a great group of talent in catering. Why can't we not use them? And then he and then he got he got like a a pretty bad chat because like I said there was no fans for this supposed rebuild and like and he did a good job of like highlighting like the like you said bringing people up but there was just no fan reaction so you really couldn't engage and then where there was like no mo- real momentum behind these people. Yep. It's funny that um talking about bringing up stars um on Raw Ali finally made an appearance. My man, the hacker. Yeah, <laughs> my man back in the building. He's looking good. He got a nice one. You know, you know where I would like to see Ali, and some people might think it's a slap in the face. I would like to see him at NXT. He'll get busy. I can see that because I feel like SmackDown and Raw, like right now, nah, not 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 for him right now. I feel like he, I think he can make like a real good impact on NXT other than the other two shows. I, I feel you on that. You know why, too? You know how he comes out, his presentation is? You know how the way NXT, like, highlights that on interested mm-hmm. and stuff? You look like money doing that. Money? Like, so I, I, <laughs> money. <laughs> money? Money, money, money. Now, I, I, that'll be one person, whatever they decide, and, like, if, are they going to start, like, bringing down... Not down, but are they going to start rotating superstars to NXT? Like, I feel like that would be a good shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. Shit, KO was trying to go back. Vince was like, nah. Because <laughs> KO saw the light. He was like, fuck this shit. Can I leave me on some decent programming? He seen Finn Balor out there living good. He was like, oh, nah, I need that. Like, Finn Balor actually looked like Finn Balor again. He's like, fuck this shit. Nigga Vince said, no, no, no. He said, no, I can't leave you, KO. You're my guy. But speaking of KO, um, the um for those who haven't watched Dynamite, Eddie Kingston appeared on um Dynamite. He kind of has very like shades of KO to me. Like I feel like if the AEW was to sign him outright, that could be like their version of um Kevin Owens. Mm-hmm. They, they might just get him because you know power's down. And I feel like he fits in AEW. Not just because, like, he, he showed up, but I feel like he yeah. fits. Like, they don't really have that trash, like, um, trash talker wrestler that also does, like, hardcore. They don't really yeah. have, like, that hardcore person there yet. There's, they don't, they don't got a street dude. Yeah, like, they have Santana, but they don't really have, like, a wrestler who feels more, like, does, like, mostly his stuff in, like, hardcore, no DQ type crazy matches. Like, he a dud, dud. So I hope he sticks around. Like, I feel like that will be a perfect fit for them. Yeah. I think that was a good get. And then, and then I, I would say, too, I, I was open to say this. Chris was right. You two were right on the Cody and um, the TNT Championship. I'm going to have to eat my my humble pie. What you talking about, Sorry. Well, we was right about no, because um that that Cody is doing like um because after um whatever that what was that shit when he beat um when he beat Lance Archer for um the TNT Championship yeah like, the finals 
Yeah. And I, I thought and I thought it wasn't a good fit, but I have to say it's been a great fit for him carrying this championship. Like he he's doing a lot for it. Yeah. And it's doing a lot for him too. This is like his quote unquote world championship run right now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he still have that clause apparently where he's he he will yeah, never he be able? That's what I said, quote unquote like world championship. Like this is like his world heavyweight championship run right now that we're seeing, but it's just under the TNT championship guide. Yeah. He's doing better than I can say for your man the cleaner. <laughs> Don't talk see that see all right. I'm glad we talked about Kenny Omega. Yeah. How you feel? I think everybody has their opinions because he hasn't been what everybody thought he was because he's he's focusing on trying to build, you know, new stars. And a lot of people feel like, hey, you know, by you taking all these L's and all the Kenny Omega that we thought we were going to, you know, see from New Japan, you know, they think that, oh, you're just, you know, you're being too modest by building other people. But like, hey, you know, it's okay for you to kind of put yourself in that spot. And I think... um there's that balance that hasn't been put out there. Like, you know, they don't want him to be fucking Jeff Jarrett where, you know, you work for TNA and you become your own champion for God knows how many times and for however long and how many runs. So I think mm-hmm. he doesn't want to become that person because that's not, that's kind of easy. It's like, you know, I want to be able to kind of bring the brand up together. No, no. And, and I felt that way. And the thing is, like you said, people out of the gates wanted six star Kenny. Yeah. And it was like, that can't happen. This company is only in year one. They are trying to attract viewers. You can't give them seven star Kenny right off the bat when only people that watch wrestling is watching the program. Mm-hmm. Like, give them a chance to bring in some casual audience and then unleash. And like this is what I like about what Kenny Omega, what he's been doing in AEW. Like I have no qualms or negativity on his run because I feel like it's it's doing a good job of building up a character for American audiences to finally see. Because people on the street is not going to tune in just because you said, "Hey, this person had like some crazy matches in Japan." They're going to be like, in the words of Eddie Murphy, "What have you done for me lately?" What have you done for me lately? But, <laughs> but, but, but what but what is Kenny America? Oh, Kenny's character. We're about to get that now. Like, with the whole... I think they're going to go very Ciampa Gargano. I think that's what they're setting up between Hangman and Kenny. I think we're going to get AEW's version of um, Ciampa and Gargano. It's crazy because it's kind of been a a forgotten storyline between the T's between those two. Like, they haven't... It hasn't really been displayed that much. Or is that just me? I think it's coming out. Uh, Have you seen Dynamite this week? Because I did catch that. Like they're showing like the riff, like, and they're doing it. And they're doing it like I, I like it because they're using like the whole roster to build yeah. the story, where they're using FTR that's also in the program with the Bucks as like a wedge between the two, ta- like the tag team champions. Yeah, like they don't really fuck with Kenny, but they're like Hangman, yo, we like that. We we gonna drink with him, like that's our buddy. And even Hangman's like, I like FTR. Like you might have beef with them, but they cool with me. Yeah. So I feel like that's a fresh take on like a. Uh, um, some decision between the tag team rather than the um, the generic I'm jealous and just like I feel like this is like a great take and it's going to show because I think what AEW setting up is for Kenny Omega when he finally gets it to be healed 
mm-hmm. like a heel Omega with a character. That's what I'm saying. Like people wanted seven star um, Kenny off the bat, but I was like, there's no character. There's no stakes. Like you have to build up to that. You just can't get it because then it's like wasted. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll see. No, we'll see. We'll but see. I think because no, a lot of people have been saying that like Kenny Omega, but also too like I, I, he's been he's been wrestling his ass off in Japan. Like he guys he has like a little year or two to like calm down his body a little bit because he couldn't like continue up with that breakneck speed. I blame I blame his stands. Who I'm talking about is your man Melson. Cool. Um, you know, oh when Kenny comes to the US, he's gonna be the biggest star. Ratings gonna be out the window. Four million. Blah blah blah. And it's been a mixed bag. True. But no, that's what that goes to my point with the what have you done for me? What lately. have you done? Like for you me? Said, these casual people, <laughs> these casual people <laughs> haven't seen his Tokyo Dome matches. Kenny, what have you done for me lately? So you can't draw them yeah. in like, oh, what's so special about him? Like, oh, he had like a seven star exactly. match in Tokyo. Like... You can't treat me like a man anymore, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Kenny. I want. <laughs> well, no, give it time. Like I said, I think the decision between, I think that's that's going to be the next big storyline in AEW once Omega and Hangman break up, and I do I do believe um, Omega is going to go heel just because it'll be fresh, and because Hangman can't go heel Ooh. because he still is the hottest thing in that company. Mhm. Hot, hot in Cody. Yeah, hang, hang, you know, Hangman is still the most over dude in this company, and fans haven't been in there for like four months. Oh, chill, chill. Nobody hotter than my man Cassidy. It's. I think nah. this is one of the one of those um, a really good, but rare double turns. Like it's, um, it's one of those things that you like. It's very rare does it happen where you kind of get a switch from a baby face, you know, and then you've kind of had Paige who's kind of been a little bit heelish lately and like a tweener before exactly. after. Um and somehow you just it, it you kind of just go and something that actually would be all for that. Can he go heel have uh hang baby face uh, which I know that's kind of like the way they want to, you know. Yeah, because like I said, Hangman is, like I said, I can say for myself, like during our first original episodes when they had uh, All mm-hmm. Out, oh, that, that was the pay-per-view was Hangman versus Jericho, right? Yeah. I can say then I didn't give two shits about Hangman Page. I even said it. I was like, I don't, like there's nothing that's like drawing me into Hangman I was like, he just seems like he's being propped up because they they see him as potential, but I don't get it yet. Like right now, I am a fucking fan of that dude. Yeah. So that just goes to show like how much they have built him and how much he has been um related to like fans. Like I said, he is the hottest thing in that company. Hot boy. Like when he fucking did the fucking um a hundred yard running with the inner circle. Yeah. On the football field, people was going crazy. Like this man is hot. Like it's, it's sad that there is like we keep saying. I think we should title this episode "There's No Fans" or some shit like that. But it's sad who? that there's no fans to like who? gauge it. But <laughs> yeah, like who? who? 
But Hangman is fucking hot. I would say Hangman out. and then Orange Cassidy is like right under. Yeah. As like fan favorite hot in AEW right now. But I'm down for that. Like, I, and I would love to see like a heel Kenny. Like I said, it brings a character to him. Like, it's not going to be all about the matches with him when he finally becomes that. He'll he'll have a character work and psychology to work around with it, mm-hmm. rather than just 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 doing moves just to to move to do moves. The move sets. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he has. I feel like Kenny Omega because I'm pretty sure he showed displayed some of it in Japan. I feel like he has a killer hill character that once is like leashed upon America. I think you'll you'll start seeing like um reactions do a three sixty. Be like, what's going on here? But I'm glad you brought because I saw it on the internet. It was like, yeah, we thought Kenny Omega was gonna bring it over from Japan. It was like you can't do that because mm-hmm. what happened in Japan has not happened in AEW. Yeah. You can't build off of that. But you got the marks that are gonna be like this is not what we signed up for. This is why we decided not to watch WWE anymore. <laughs> Which is also true. Before we leave, we got to talk about the ratings. Like, it is bad. It's also, it's just the this. Look, plain and simple, everyone is just not not being invested. In, and it's not because they're just not invested in storylines. It's just because, like, there's just a lot of shit going on. There's a lot of shit going on. And, and, and a lot of people are just, like, not watching. I kind of I look at this as when. Baseball went on strike in '94. Like no, oh, and they had and they had to like yeah, casually a lot of fans, everybody to come back. Yeah, a lot of fans weren't about it, but guess what? Did you had the the boys? You had Sosa McGuire that bring that brought it all back, and I yeah, think the Balco boys. Yeah, you had the Balco boys. So legit, <laughs> they, they brought it back, and I think it's gonna be tough. Um, they they're gonna have to go wild, like. This is really happening, and stop depending on like you know retired superstars. Yeah, they have to stop. Unless that. because that look, I'm gonna tell you this right now: the only way you will probably get something out of it is somehow if you get a Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart Iron Man match happen again, or The Rock comes back. Like that'll be the only way. But they rely too much. On superstars, like unless you, like I said, you you really have to wow me. Something big has to happen for you to really announce it. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna tune on to Raw. I'm gonna tune in on SmackDown because this is happening. Mm-hmm. But that that also yeah. goes into effect with the marks, you know, with the whole Sasha and Jericho thing, and then they talking about the demo ratings. And yeah, like, you can't really argue that when NXT is keeping up with y'all and they were just beating y'all a few nights ago. You know, y'all, yeah. not, really, y'all not really putting up points on the board. But I think they only beat them. I think that was the the Lee and Cole match, the unification. And to be fair, it was against Jericho and Cassidy. No, no real stakes was in the line. No, but I'm just match. talking about overall, like the ratings week to week. It's like every time AEW. Yeah, they, they, they've been like head to head. They've been like right next to each yeah, other. Yeah, but both of those ratings from both shows don't mean nothing because they're not even drawing nothing. Oh, true. It's like, what are you talking about here? Y'all, it's like you saying, like, oh, we both scored 10 points in the game. It's like, y'all not really doing nothing. It's like if, 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 if they was getting millions of views, then it was like, okay, this is something intriguing. But there's no, there's no ratings <laughs> war there. There's only one about. A thousand viewers. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no, there's no ratings war. We're like, we're not nineties no more. Like I was saying, I just feel bad for AEW because when they did um, put the title on Moxley, I felt like they were really about to hit the ground running. Yeah, like you can tell, like momentum was really going to start picking up for them because Moxley became the champion. That's something people have been clamoring for. His first title without the WWE streams, and then just like everything else, like I really felt. From a momentum wise, like they were about to hit it, and then you know, pandemic and like everything stopped. But even still, they put it on great shows. But there's no, there's no fan interest since fans are not there, and then people can't say check this out. Yeah, so it's like happened. It's like it's like it's like a tree falling in the yeah. woods in a sense. Like, only wrestling people, yeah, like niggas out here know what's going niggas on. Niggas is worried about the next paycheck and worry about getting Rona and shit. Nobody tuning so in that's to it. Yeah, so that's kind of where like I know they're they're very heavy on the v- the viewership and the ratings, but it's like honestly at this moment you just kind of you kind of almost just you have to build now so when things go back and you're able to you know to do stuff in front of an audience or really get that mainstream you know crowd back, I think that you already set yourself up for success as opposed to well like now we got to rely on Re- on Lesnar. Now we got to rely on, you know, on someone else coming back, you know, to do a big show, to come back for his 2001 heel turn, you know. Or well, even to the like, point where that's what um, I feel like. you was talking about how, you know, they sent up the Adam Page and the, um, the, the Kenny. Omega. Dude, so I don't know how much they're going to build that up. But say, for instance, like crowds come back in the wintertime. So. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be full and ready, and they got like stars instead of like Jericho and Moxley that are already established, and they got brand new stars and stuff like that to go off on um, when they go back on the road. Yep. But it's also when we do, I feel like we, we, we have to like, I want, I do want to see, that's a good point. When fans come back, that's how we're going to judge like where each company is at, at a sense. Yeah. I think it's, it will be, that and where are they gonna like? This is gonna be their starting point. So I look at it as gonna be a clean slate. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's gonna be okay. What did you do during your off time to make yourself better, so that when when people come in, it's like, okay, I got a new product in front of me. This is refreshing. Let's let's see where this goes. Yeah, because honestly, AEW has more stories going on right now. That mm-hmm. people are caring about. Like, so for like WWE, when they first show back, like, like what are they going to present people? Well, we don't know. That's a long time from now. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, but there's like well, what Chris was saying, like, this is the time saying, all right, we don't have fans, but we can at least build something. So if that day comes where people can watch our product, yeah. we can hit the ground running and say and continue with the fan interest. Like WWE is like has not done anything. I mean they dump stuff. They have stuff they done stuff. And they have stuff. They have the 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 um well, when he comes back, Edge and the Orton feud. They have But that also goes into his his point with the relying on the nostalgia superstars. I mean that was a heavy that's a hot feud though. Either way, like that's it is a hot field, but mm-hmm. that also, but that goes into with the, the like I said, with the relying on yesteryear stars to carry your program 
in the future. And we got to take into account all their top stars are, are hurt or they or they pregnant right now. Pregnant. Ronda's out. Ronda's out. <laughs> Roman's out. They got so many stars out. All the people that was in, like we said last time, that was in the main event last year, they out. That's true. I would love to see when Roman Reigns come back. Yeah, because Steph Rollins about to leave because of Becky. Um, you got Daniel about to leave. So we don't know what's gonna happen by the next time we get Mania. True, but then that goes that goes back to a point like they they about a decade now of not trying to build nobody, and this is what you get. You you didn't build nobody, so if somebody drops off, you can say, "Hey, can you pick the ball up until so and so comes back?" Like there is no interest in like eighty five percent of the uh, the roster over there. I mean, eighty five percent of the roster is pregnant. Oh, eighty five percent of the roster yeah. is not pregnant. Sarah Logan, she's prego. Yep. She just had her reveal. She gave him a baby boy Viking. And you got to take him. He's not the by cute one. They getting pregnant by a male wrestler too. So top stars too. She's at eighty five percent of the roster is pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> you a wild? Is that boy. quarantine? It's that quarantine pussy. I didn't know Sami Zayn was expecting. Shit. <laughs> but no, great episode. Um, any last tidbits before we uh, do oh, Audi? Shout out to Kyrie Singh. Might have retired. Oh, really? I I think she goes back to Japan for one more run. Well, she gone from WWE. We don't know what's gonna happen next. Oh yeah, she's yeah, she's she's gone. She got. She got hubby, you know, out in, you know, Japan. Yeah, yeah. So she's trying to, she's talking about going back. Um, They said that her last appearance may or may not have been her last. Who knows? A lot of stuff has been put up to, you know, to question. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. Um, big turn. Uh, We never, we didn't get a chance to really touch on it. Uh, The New Japan Cup. Basically, we have um, my man, uh, Evo. We got Evo who's basically beated uh, Naito. It's not a goal in that yeah. Shirai evil household right now. To be honest, like, I, you know, I talked about this before. For me, I've always expected it will be Sonata to kind of really be the champion. I think he was kind of like that next in line to really be the, the guy to really come out of LIJ. Um, I'm very curious. It was a very interesting turn for them to come back. Um, that was like their first event, their first pay per view event with uh with an actual live crowd. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was interesting. Him joining Bullet Club, and it's crazy um, though. We see wearing masks and social distancing, people can come back and enjoy live events. But you know, America, only they... America. <laughs> <laughs> like I think in Europe, like they got concerts going on right now. What? Yeah, like Europe, like literally, like is like health, like health is okay over there. Like they have like a, like a concert, like outdoor. Look, like, I know in Sweden they, in Sweden they have not given any fucks. The motherfuckers been doing regular day one shit for like a hot minute. This is like no, we're doing regular stuff, but we haven't seen anything, you know, of this so called virus that's been kind of going on, quote unquote, um, <laughs> quote unquote, quote unquote virus. Um, you know, we had Dr. Fauci basically breaking his own his own code, talking about first of all, he really did flatten the curve. 
Like, have you seen his for his uh his opening day pitch? Yo. Oh yeah, <laughs> terrible, terrible. I'm in the just flat in the curve on that one, and then he want to be up in the stand, not social distancing, and then not wearing a mask. Come on, <laughs> yeah, he's like, come on, come, come on, on, man. That's a real damn if there ever was one. So he's full of shit. That's a topic for another day. Um, I was actually brought up a very interesting uh, question. So, you know how you always have the, you know, who would you get rid of? Mm -hmm. So, I kind of want to play this before we tune out. So, we have DX, we have the NWO, we have the Four Horsemen, and then we have the the Bullet Club. Who would you get rid of? I would say Bullet Club. I, I I said the exact same thing. Um, one of our listeners apparently said the Four Horsemen. I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" No, I feel like because you can't get rid of because that's such an integral part of wrestling, like history and lore. Like the the whole Four Horsemen is like in a component of what has made wrestling wrestling. In a sense. Yes, so you can't even touch horsemen, that. The Four Horsemen was basically it's a stable for the. You know, for every modern, for most successful modern day fraction, if yeah, you look blue, at it, they had a blueprint. They had a blueprint. Like you had your star, you had your your really one of your top mid carders on there, and then you had your tag teams. They were the blueprint for for uh, you know for a faction. So you can't get rid of them. You know, um, you can't obviously get rid of DX or the NW. They put they honestly they put wrestling back on the back on the map in the nineties. Yeah, like those two, like I said, those like those three you just can't touch just because the history and like Bullet Club, the members. I feel like even without Bullet Club, it helped them. But I feel like Kenny could have popped off somewhere. Cody because his dad's name, Young Bucks, like them coming together has propelled them because it was like strength in numbers and it, it came together like perfect timing, but. There have been opportunities for them elsewhere to like pop, but the one thing that I will say that it's also it's a very tough call. Even though I would get rid of Bullet Club, is that they without honestly without that faction itself and how they've been able to evolve the business. There'll be no EW. They've apart from you know hey you know they you know when they you had the elite you know the elite era. You know, they, they basically, you know, turned into, you know, growing a company in AEW. But they, those guys, they they pretty much put, you know, New Japan also, like, on a, on a different scale. Like, a lot of people started to make, you know, pretty much pick their interest. Like, hey, there's a different company in, in Japan. Well, let me go check this out. They're- no, you're not lying. And their affiliation with just like a lot of the guys in the independent scene, you know, they made, you know, that a cool thing. It's like when people were wearing DX shirts and NWO shirt, everybody was rocking the Bullet Club shirt, you know. Um, so there's yeah, a lot a of things. Bullet Club shirts was heavy. Yeah. So like they were able to branch out in a lot of different avenues that that was very much needed today. Um, I am a firm believer that honestly, without them, 
I think it's like one of those generational things. You kind of need that group. You need that that one person or that one group, that dynamic duo that is going to help move the business and not just the company, but just the business into the green as opposed to staying at a status quo or going down to the bread. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's my tip for tech. My tip for Twite. Well, not a good episode. Yeah. We, um, baseball is back. NBA is almost back. We're almost back in normal hockey. Next weekend. Back. August 1st. Summer hockey. Oh, before we dip out, as, as uh, three former members of a, of a National Hockey League affiliation retail, <laughs> how y'all like um, the new Oh, team? the crackheads? The squidworms? Crackheads? Mm-hmm. The, the, the crackheads. The Seattle oh, I'm mercy. glad to have a, a, a Seattle sports team back. Hopefully they get a that's basketball true. team next, you know. And I think that's I think I think the hockey is the the first step for the basketball because Seattle needs a basketball team. Like it's a crime they even yeah. left in the first. It really year. is a crime. <laughs> it was a crime, but it just it just sucks because Seattle was such a basketball yeah. like, town. And I can only imagine like having your team ripped yeah. from you. We talking about a great franchise. But if he was still at the store, I can imagine Mr. Barajas now. Like, hey, can I get some yeah. cracking? Cracking, push out the cracking. Hey. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> like, yeah, Chris, I'm gonna need you to push out some cracking. Like, there's no players on the team. Uh, you, know, you know, just put out like some blank jerseys. Uh, I'm gonna need you to do a clock out early today, man. I don't you know. You just not haven't been doing anything <laughs> on the floor today, man. We're getting fucking thrown. We love our time at the NHL. Too. Because that we love that shit threw my fucking pair of kicks out. Yeah, that that was that was retaliation from me. So that I'm was sorry cool. About that. But I, I like how he was like, I don't that. know what you're talking about. I was like, yo, my man. Everybody saw it. <laughs> Everybody saw it, and now you trying to tell me? Oh, it wasn't my fault. Yeah, that, that's some bitch shit. Because he was like, like you said, he was like in a, in a world of rage, and then it was finally time to come answer the call. He's like, nah, that wasn't me. But I, I fought for mine. I, I, I made sure that they got me a fucking pair of kicks. Now, I'm glad they did. Like I said, I always apologize to you because I, I like, even though I have my thing with the people up there, I did not want that to trickle down to anybody because it was just between me and you. So, me and them. So, when you told me that story the first time, I felt so bad. I was like, yo, are you serious? It was just, and then they tried to come like, well, you shouldn't be leaving your personal items like that. I was like, yo, if that is the most insulting shit that anyone can fucking tell you, like, you got some fucking problems. Well, you, it should, it like shouldn't in the office. Like that's how you know how shit it shouldn't have. It shouldn't have been there in the first place. I was like, "Yo, you tossed my property out. I want mine." So I was like, "Oh, you want one of these shoes?" Like, I don't want your fucking dirty reboots. <laughs> like, I don't want them shits. I want some shit, shit. Yeah, we we got some shits. Like for the people that work there, we got some shits. We got some. What are those? 
For real. Like, the fuck out of here with those little fucking goon shoes. And then they try to, that was the, before, like, before we wrap up, we break into the story. They had us try to, like, you know, they try to mandate to, like, have us walk, like, wear it, like, out in the street oh, and shit like, like oh, that. If, if you're coming in, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> change outside. Change outside. And I'm, I was mad that people were doing that. Oh, I got to change my kicks outside. I was like, yo, no. You can't come here with competitive shoes. Nah. Swaggerless ass shoes. Now, the IQ in that place, the IQ in that place was not high. Because, like I always said, for like a good stretch of time, I would be coming in with no bag and no uniform, but somehow I magically appeared in work uniform and nobody said a thing. They trash. So for somebody to finally put two and two together, that just shows me what the brain trust was all about. But like, I think he's hiding his equipment in here. He hasn't come in with no bag, but somehow he is dressed for work. Hmm. What is this riddle? But no. <laughs> but no, shout out, shout out to our former employer. Got some good jerseys from them, some good friends, like my co-hosts. So not all was bad at 47th Street. Surprisingly enough, it was untouched during the riots. They boarded it up. Like I was there for like maybe like two weeks. Before mm-hmm. like riding started, they they had that shit like cardboard. Tragic. I know they were doing construction, um, but even then, during I miss the time, I walked there not too long ago. Right after it happened, they were unscathed, and I was like, "God damn it!" But then I, I can't see myself. I can't see the person in a Black Lives Matter protest. Hey, yo, let's hit the what? NHL what store. What? Why? <laughs> what <is that? laughs> hey, like, yeah, come on, let's go to the NHL store. store. Like, what? What are you talking about, bro? <laughs> Yo, let me get that large, extra large kids jersey. So it looks like a three quarter jersey. Like you fucking dumb fuck. Oh, I forgot about the guys that try like, to yo, fit into the LSL. All of this, you got something with Damn. the sleeves, a little short, men and like it like this. I was like, yo, you look like fucking target. Damn, I forgot about the LXLs. <laughs> oh, it's our people. But yo, this is the go home show, guys. It's Teddy Lucid. Mr. Beardo. Tranquilo. We'll catch y'all sometime. We won't be long, though. We'll be back. Yeah.